1: On Local Now, Channel 525.
2: Welcome to another thrill packed edition of Unite, i.e., Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great free, and prosperous, and we see practically every day, every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of their most important political office, that of the private citizen, if you want little things like a free country, borders, sound currency, responsible government, um lower energy prices, lower gas prices, less inflation, you know, just, you know, little things like that. Very pleased today to be joined by Mike Netter, and he was one of the guys that led the successful campaign to put the recall Gavin Newsom um, on the ballot. I didn't didn't succeed ultimately, but they collected more than two million signatures. And uh, having worked very hard in the effort to qualify a school choice initiative for the ballot, um, more than a little bit envious of uh, his success in in doing that, and he doesn't come from a political background, came from a business and corporate background, a marketing background, and decided to uh, apply those skills in politics and uh, quite successfully in his first time out in getting that recall on the bell. And I was one that was skeptical from the get-go. Yeah, they're, they're not, not going to get a million and a half signatures, not without a whole bunch of money for paid signature gatherers. And uh, you know, there's no chance of it. I, I really wasn't involved in it, but they got more than what, about 1.3 million volunteer signatures and then some paid signatures on top of that. So the
1: job well done and uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Greg, it's a delight to be here today. I love your lead in because that's kind of my theme, is the power of the average citizen, which Orrin Heatley, myself, and the people that started the recall of Gavin really took, might say, into our own hands. And maybe we can cover some of that on the show today.
2: Absolutely. And uh, it's, not just, it's not just the power, but it's the obligation of the citizen to fulfill that role. Otherwise, you go all the way back to the founding of the country. After the Constitutional Convention, uh, Benjamin Franklin was asked, uh, what have you give us, doctor, a monarchy, a republic? And he replied, a republic, if you can keep it. And we've kept it thus far, but it's looking a little, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to keep it at, at, at present trends.
1: Well, that's an interesting point you're making, and I'm probably as guilty as anybody else because, you know, for years, and again, I won't give my exact age on the year error, but let's put it this way. I remember the 1960 baseball teams quite well, so that should tell you something. And for years, I think the problem, like myself and the average citizen, is we assume that someone else is doing it, right? That we read about things in the press, which we grew up, grew up to trust, kind of, and we don't today, saying, well, you know what? Someone's got this. Someone certainly is gonna take a look at this most ludicrous and you know, ridiculous issue and somebody should be solving it. The problem we have today, which is amplified in California, I think it's a global and United States problem, which amplified in California, is enough of the average people aren't paying attention. And we get most of our information, unfortunately, from sound bites here and there, from little articles, things which are put out by a press, which has become relatively, I'm going to be kinder because I'm on radio with you, Greg, and I want you to stay on the air. But, um, you know, it says, well, you know, we're not going to report a lot of things or we're not going to give you the full scope of the issue. And it's really not these politicians' fault. And I think the challenge we have in California today, especially, is that because we haven't been paying attention um, on a minutia basis, many people have just kind of thrown up their arms and don't participate even in the most basic of constitutional rights, which is voting. And it's interesting when we started the recall, we started to dive deeply into California because you hear so often, well, California is such a blue state. Why do you bother, right? Why Why would you bother at all to even do something like recall a governor in a blue state? I mean, who cares? Well, some fascinating facts occurred to us before we started this recall. And I'd even like to get the chance to kind of give some of the basics of the makeup of our state to your audience today. If i may go ahead so when you break down california we break and you hear the political pundits and i say that if you could see my hands with quotation marks around it right that you know this district is so much democrat so much republican blah 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 blah, blah two to one in the state but the reality of the state is this there's about 10 million democrats and about 5.3 million Republicans, but there's six and a half million, no party preference. People that have kind of given the New York salute, those out there can look that up, to both parties and say, I don't want to be a part of it, right? And many of the NPPs, when you, you hear from years old, well, what happened to the Reagan and Nixon years? Everybody moved out of California. I'm like, well, no, people are moving out. But the reality is they're not moving out of the rate of six million. We haven't exchanged them for Democrats. We simply have ex- many people have simply said, I don't want to participate in either party. And we have this large group of NPPs in the middle, the no party preference. The reality is that I'm kind of a street guy. Don't take that the wrong way. But the movement of the people in California meant we touched a lot of individuals. And I want to make it clear that two million signatures for the recall of Gavin Newsom. And I'm going to pick a bone with the press, which I do quite often. They go, it's too easy in California. It's so easy to get two million. I'm like, have you guys ever collected two million of anything? It's two million wet signatures, which means the individual has to be touched and talked to or marketed directly to to descend in a signature. So for those out there to think it's really easy to get two million of anything, I got news for you, it's not. But what it showed us is that the heartbeat of California is really a lot about common sense and that politicians like Gavin Newsom represent an extreme which most people aren't for. And the mainstream press tends to ignore that a lot. But the recall of Gavin Newsom, the two million signatures and I want to give a slight correction to you, Only about one hundred and ten thousand were collected by paid petitioners and we used absolutely none of them. Almost all of them were collected by volunteers, people that cared enough to do something about the state. And it's an army under rebuild California, which is active today. Okay, Very active today of 60 to 70,000 people and 35 percent of those signatures were not Republicans. They were Democrats and NPPs, people that saw through the rhetoric that Newsom was pumping out at the time. The challenge we have in politics today that we've always had is that People have fairly short memories. We pay attention to the shiny object, which is the news story of the day. And during the recall, Newsom kept pumping out these shiny objects called the French laundry, lockdown of businesses. And it continues to do things today. But the average citizen needs to understand that they have a lot of power in their hands in addition to voting that they need to utilize all the time. Under a system we have in California, Call direct democracy,
2: yeah, now you talk about the common sense, all right, yet, when they had a chance, homelessness, rising crime uh there were there were high energy prices in California for electricity and gasoline back when the recall election happened in september of twenty one and has gotten a lot worse since that time. Um, Lousy schools, lousy roads, not enough water. We can run the litany of the results of one-party Democrat government. Yet, Gavin Newsom won that recall by more than twenty percent. And you have your cigar up in the eye. You want to say something? I do.
1: Go ahead. ahead.
2: I'm 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 very happy. go (laughs)
1: Go ahead and respond. Hyper about that point. I'm happy to. The challenge is that the Republican Party itself. And let's get very real on this show about it, okay? I had said all along in the recall that it's really simple. If 20% of the Democrats don't like him, which is an easy figure to get your arms around, and half of the NPPs vote and vote him out, this goes back to the math I started with at the beginning of the show, and you need 90% of the Republicans to vote who I can anticipate voting against it. The challenge we have in every election isn't the Democrats, It's the fact that 2.2 million Republicans didn't vote in the recall election. It's pretty simple. And so we always like to talk percentages. But that's the challenge that we have, is that the ordinary citizen, to go back to your beginning of the show, who all they had to do was vote, didn't vote. And that really is the basic job of a party itself, to get people to run for office and get your own side out to vote. And unfortunately, and this may come as a news blast to everybody listening to your show. Hold on. Here's a news break. The Republican Party or the opposition isn't very effective. And so when during the entire... Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? It's like this clip is gonna go viral, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is, okay, they were against us putting on the recall on the ballot, the infrastructure of the party itself. We had many, they're like, what are you doing? There's no way we can't do what? Get your own side to come out to vote? That's why the recall election itself didn't pass on the ballot. But the reality is one of the reasons that Gavin, and I want you to get your arms around this, the power of the people. So two ordinary citizens, Orrin Heatley and myself, started the largest initiative in American history. We didn't know when we started, Greg. We were politically benign. Like, we're going to start a recall, right? Ah." And so you couldn't do it. We didn't know we couldn't do it. And all political pundits came to us and said, guys, you need 15 to 20 million. And we said, we do. And they said, well, how much money do you have? We said, well, to be honest, we've got a thousand dollars. And this is not hyperbole. We started this with a thousand dollars. Newsom, when he got elected to governor the first time, spent about 23 million. During the recall, two ordinary citizens forced Gavin Newsom to call in Joe Biden, Kamala Kamala Harris and spend 90 million dollars defending his crown. Unfortunately, the Republican Party didn't use what I'm going to call you introduced me as a marketing person and that's what I am and I'm from the corporate world and Oren's from a different world and our tech guy Dan is from a different world and we didn't understand how ineffective we were supposed to be in politics because in the real world if I want to advertise a business be it a law firm be it selling hamburgers right you don't do it the way politics does it but the Republicans have taken the same old tactics where they're continuously outspent by the Democratic Party, and because they're outspent, they don't think of how to outwit. This meant they didn't get the message out that there was even an election going on. And before you take a gas go, how could this be? The typical election in Los Angeles or California area has a 40 to 60 percent turnout. In many countries, there's a 90% turnout. So
2: go ahead. I don't have a cigar, but I'm I'm pulling up my fingers here. I'm watching. We're past time time for a break, so we'll take a break here, and we'll we'll let you resume your your thoughts after this word from Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this.
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 to Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before, work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager,
0: NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID one seven zero two two. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act.
2: AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by the radio talk show host and the domestic terrorist. Uh, We're pleased to be talking to Mike Netter, who uh, co-leader of the campaign that collected more than 2 million signatures, only 100,000 or so of which were paid signatures. I didn't know it was that, it was that few to qualify the recall Gavin Newsom for the ballot. And he was discussing why, okay, then ultimately it didn't succeed and what's going on politically here in California. I interrupted to to take the last commercial break. So uh, continue with your answer.
1: Well, I'm glad you're paying your bills because in the recall, we didn't a lot of the time. We ended up paying them all. But that's actually an important point. Because we view so much of politics as money and the Republican Party during the recall kind of threw their hands up a bit. Right. And said, oh, my God, look how much Newsom is raising, because in case you don't know it. And maybe after the next break, I'll go into what direct democracy is. But before I do that. I- understand the money spent by political consultants on both sides, the Republicans believe they have to get into a cash war. Now, for everybody out there listening to this, when I talk Republicans and Democrats, I'm talking when I politely call the infrastructure infrastructure. You know them as corrupt lobbyists once people get elected. I politely call them corrupt consultants before people get elected. And when we started in the recall, we started listening to all these people about 15 to 20 million dollars that we had to raise. And I had people and I'm going to leave them out of this because I don't want to get sued, but we'll maybe talk about that live at your event tonight. who I'm like, well, I don't understand being a marketing guy. You're telling me 2 million signatures have an average acquisition cost of about 10 to 12 bucks a piece. And they go, yeah, absolutely. I said, well, you know, I'm from the business world. I work for a company called Corporate Express. We were global. And, um, you know, frankly, if politics were McDonald's and you were doing the marketing, I think hamburgers would be about 78 bucks a piece and you wouldn't sell any. What the? Expletive deleted, to be polite, do you use the money for what can you pop? These are some of the responses I get. And these are really important lessons for people to understand before we talk about direct democracy in the next segment of the show. OK, that they said, well, you know, well, you know, we use mailers. I'm like, huh? They oh yeah, we mail something to everybody's house. And I'm like, well, you have to kind of excuse me here, but um most of the mailers I get at my age are about what I call poor decisions. I picked the wrong life insurance, haven't changed my oil at the right time. Or you get to be my tender age, Greg, it's where you're going to be buried. You probably made the wrong decision. I don't feel that's my pay grade, but let's put that down. And I said, you know, being an old marketing guy, the average return on direct to mail and go with what you said about climate change in your entry, you can Google it. It's about two to four percent. They said, oh, yeah. And I said, well, that's not the way that you guys have heard of the Internet, right? They go, no, 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 no. We want to mail to everybody's house three to four million pieces of mail and an average cost of two to four bucks a piece to get a two to four percent direct return. Now, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, and I'm sure most people in the show are listening to your show are catching on to that, but I'm like, that kind of is not a very good ROI, return on investment. If I was back in the corporate towers, they would have sent me off to top floor without a parachute. They go, no, no, that's the way politics does it. And I asked the question of why? And the short answer after many a conversation, Republican Party included was, well, that's how we get paid. I'm like, excuse me, did you? Repeat that again. They go, no, no, no. We get this huge rebate on mailers and mailers cost a lot of money. So we have to go to all these people so we can tell them we need to raise a lot of money so we can spend a lot of money. I said, now I'm an old athlete getting older all the time. The older I get, the faster I was for the record. Right. But I'm like, we kind of grew up playing to win. Not playing to see how well we did for personal gain because that didn't work out too well. The coaches got really ticked unless we put a W in the call. And they said, well, you don't understand California. They said it's not really about it. In California, if you're conservative, it's about making a lot of money and losing and being ineffective, so we can go do it again. See the George Gascon recall I'm going to get to before the break. And we said, well, that kind of doesn't work for us because the average person in California, to your point, is going, and I don't, by the way, I don't care what your political persuasion is, I don't care what your diversity is, I don't care where you live, everybody likes water. I'm pretty sure that's a universal fact and the government whose basic job is to supply water, we're kind of running out. I don't know you that well, Greg, but I know you well enough to go, you probably like electricity, right? I've grown really fond of lights, having warm food, not being too cold or too hot. It's kind doing of a basic a radio show, doing a radio show, getting the word out there, right? But The government doesn't really do that. And they go, well, these aren't things we want to bring up because mainly in our mailings, we want to ask people to send us more money so we can spend more money so we can make a commission on it. Now, to back up my point, which has just been in the news, and I know more than seven things about recalls and direct democracy, let's look at the failed Gascon recall, where we told them they were doing the wrong things, but they said, no, no, no. You guys are not going to allow us to get a decent paycheck. The entire recall of Gavin Newsom on the volunteer side we collected 1.7 million signatures for about $950,000. Once the professionals got involved, one petition, one mission, they raised about three and a half million and collected about 450,000 signatures. So let's throw them in the hopper for a second. And you would say, well, all right, the entire recall of the governor, two million signatures was done for about $4 million. The Gascon recall failed and did it for $7 million. And a deeper story for another show is because it was about money and greed not getting the social cause. Which again, unless you're a criminal, and I apologize to any convicts listening to the show, you're probably not for crime. Okay, so most people do like not being shot at, having their homes broken, so they're kind of against Gascon in L.A. However, the mission about recalling Gascon wasn't.
2: Yeah, and once again, they didn't. You know, because I want—I just want to know how do I get to be a consultant? How do I get to make millions of dollars? And ha- on losing campaigns, I, I my high school guidance qu- uh, counselor just didn't outline that possible career for
1: me. Um you should about taking taken some- a course in greed. They didn't yeah. offer that in my high school, but apparently they do now instead of civics. Back to you, Greg. Yeah, I think that I,
2: well, I you know greed is kind of is kind, kind of human nature. We're out of time, so us we're going to end this. We'll go ahead and end this segment, but we're going to continue our discussion about direct democracy and what we can do in California with Mike Netter. Back after
3: this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590. The answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So, what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account. While your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. 640 2020 That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. 640 2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo.
0: Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you,
2: Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office out of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands, Tea party patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the and Empire of Southern California, and where our mission is to unite freedom-loving America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. We are pleased to have Mike Netter on the show with us this week. He co-led the Success effort to qualify the recall. Gavin Newsom for the ballot and collected uh, 1.7 million volunteer signatures, uh, just an unprecedented effort. And uh, that would have been enough to uh, qualify our school choice initiative if he had been leading uh, that initiative. And maybe we'll talk about the school choice initiative and what we can do there later in the show. Before we jump back into our discussion, I want to make sure we have time for have some some events coming up politically in our area. And in redlands on on the on uh, October twelfth there will be a candidate forum starting at six o'clock for city council and Congress at the University of Redlands Casa Loma room same night there'll be a candidate forum in Ukaipa at the city council chambers for their school district, their city council, and for their water board these v- local offices are really important and areas in which we can achieve uh, some success. There'll be a fundraiser for the Redlands City Council and school board candidates on Saturday, October 15th at Ozell's Jew- Jewelry in downtown Redlands at 5 p.m. Support those candidates and, um, our pregnancy and family center that encourages and helps women make that are in the difficult situation of an unwanted pregnancy to help them make the right choice. And keep their, and, and at least bring their babies to term and they put them up for adoption or keep them and raise them yourselves. And they're the great work of the Pregnancy and Family Center in San Bernardino. Uh, they have a fundraiser with Mike Huckabee coming up on October 29th. And you can find their information on that great event at pregnancyfamily.org. All right. Let's go back to Mike Netter and the direct democracy because. It looks like what's going to happen is another all of the Republicans are going to for statewide office are likely to lose and lose by a wide margin. Maybe maybe Mike would dis, would differ with that. But that's that's how I see it. That if we're going to do but on initiatives in California, the voters vote more conservative than they do for candidates where you have a R next to them. So in 2020. They lost their prop fifteen, which is a big tax property tax increase on business. They lost proposition sixteen, which would have reinstituted government sanctioned racial preferences and gender preferences into the law and the, the voters turned that down that 's just two examples so direct democracy is probably our way to go and uh Mike is uh the leader in that so let 's go back to Mike and how do we use direct democracy to uh, make some uh, needed
1: changes here in California. Well, Greg, you said one of the smartest things I've heard out of your lips, with the exception of Netter, would you come on my show? Um, which is that the reality is, let's be clear about the next elections here for a second before I dive into direct democracy. Um, the problem most Californians, as exhibited by the initiatives that the liberals keep putting up, get beaten. The reason – so – People vote for common sense, okay? And there's a long litany of this. People vote in their self interest about things they understand. They don't want higher taxes. They generally want freedom and all the things that we've discussed. The reality is, under the top two tier system we have in California, and I'm going to say it again, the weak Republican Party, we just have bad candidates, okay? And let's put that on the table for where it is, okay? I don't mean that the they're bad people and they're evil and that you shouldn't vote for them this time. But it's very hard on either side to get, I mean, let's go back an election when you've got, whether you like it or not, Gavin Newsom, when he gets hi, I'm John Cox. I'm a lawyer and plumber and an idiot. Okay, those are your two choices for governor. People are like, you know, I'm not inspired to come out and vote. That hurts voter turnout, right? So we need better people out there to run for office. But in the meantime, realizing that a lot of people don't. The gift of direct democracy is something very powerful that we have in California. And although the ability to recall a governor is avail- or state official, I suggest say, is available in about 16 states, literally about 20, the degree of de- direct democracy in California is beyond any what any other state has. I know New York, when Cuomo was governor, saying, dang, we wish we had that. They didn't. That's why they had to force him to resign. So let me explain very succinctly what direct democracy is and a little bit of the history behind it to debunk the myth That, well, you know, we've kind of outgrown this system because we're the LA Times and, um, you know, you're just, you're ticking us off. Okay. Direct democracy stems out of 1913. Okay. Where the governor at the time, Hiram Johnson, said, you know, we have a problem with an entity called Standard Railroad and that it's really too big and is basically buying elections and influencing. every aspect of California life. So we need to give the people of California the ability to do certain things. So, so before anybody goes, that's really outdated. I'd like to remind you that today we have entities like Google, Netflix that contributes to Gavin Newsom, unions like school teachers unions and trade unions that have become large, powerful entities that fund the politicians on the left, where our only recourse is to take legal power in our own hands. So direct, direct democracy is the ability for people to do really one of four things, okay? Those four things are as follows. You have the ability on the statewide level to recall a state official. The number of signatures required is 12% this is important of the people that voted for governor last time. OK, so if you want to recall a state official, a state senator, a state assembly person, a governor, a secretary of state, the number of ballot signatures is 12 percent of the people that voted for governor last time. That's where the one million four hundred seventy five thousand net signatures we did come from now. We have something in California called the California Constitution, and everybody's going to go out, maybe listening to your show, going to go really net or we knew that. And a lot of people don't. This sounds kind of bizarre. I sit on stage a lot of the time, like I'm speaking in front of your crowd tonight, right? I'll go, how many out there of you have read the Constitution? And their hands all go up. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I meant the California Constitution. And 80% of the crowd is, we have one? Yes, we do, okay? And we've got a really good constitution where the rules of our constitution could do a lot of things, but they cannot override the U.S. Constitution. So that is why, for example, you see things like Prop 1 on the ballot this time, because even the extreme left, which has a super majority, cannot override the California Constitution. So the people of California, if you want to write, put together an initiative to write a clause in the California Constitution, you want to stop mail-in ballots? Don't like them? You want to stop the use of voting machines? You want to stop the way your tax money, you want school choice, for example, where your kids aren't beaten up by the large public unions, you have to simply get 8% 8 net, certain signatures are disqualified, of the people that voted for governor last time. But wait, there's more. If you wanna write a law that says, I would like, and I'm gonna make this up, I would like guys like Mike Netter never to be put on radio. OK. And there's certain Democrats that certainly would sign that that's five percent of the people that voted for governor last time or about 600,000 signatures. And last, as a kicker, if you want to repeal a law that our supermajority, shall I say, leftist, um leg- California legislature has put forth, you can write a referendum which is, again, 5% of the people that voted for governor last time. That's why, for example, you see the, on the ballot this election cycle to repeal the law banning menthol cigarettes. The tobacco companies sunk a bunch of money into that, right? And this isn't about your opinion on it. To get on the ballot and suspend that law for two years why they sell you a bunch of menthol cigarettes and make all their money back. But my point here is this, any citizen group can get together and probably do what we did in the recall, use modern marketing, not what the consultants told them, to exercise the power of direct democracy, to put things before the people to vote, which don't involve voting for one politician or the other, because a lot of time that's just a bad choice.
2: It also took a lot of effort. I know that uh, particularly one of our members, Debbie Lalo, was your San Bernardino County leader, and uh she was out there every weekend at some place at, out there gathering signatures, and she got volunteers to work for her to get out there and gather those signatures. And that's, and having done that for the school of choice initiative, that's, uh, that's a kind of somewhat tedious, grueling problem. You're out there for hours trying to get people, someone heading into the store who doesn't really want to care about what, what you, what you're trying to, what you're trying to sell them politically. And, um, so that, so that's, it, it was, it was, I could, maybe anyone ever computed it, how many thousands or tens of thousands of volunteer hours were involved in gathering that 1.7 million signatures, but you didn't know. Well, that was extraordinary. But the last time that a that an initiative qualified for the ballot with volunteer only was Proposition 13 in the 1970s.
1: Correct. However. Let me also state <clears throat> that the reason that happens is because the public, again, has come to rely on the political infrastructure, right? Now, if we have some time, let me go into some really basic stuff that we did. Go ahead.
2: We, we, we will, but we're getting past time for a break. So let's hear from our sponsor, which is All Star Collision, the place to you take your car when you have an accident.
0: They are truly the king's wreck and roll. Back after this. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer.
2: Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. We are very pleased to have on this week's show Mike Netter, who co-led the successful effort to recall, get the recall Gavin Newsom on the ballot. And his volunteers collected 1.7 million signatures. And I'm very jealous of that because we fell well short in our efforts to qualify a uh, school choice initiative for the ballot. Before we jump back into that discussion, how we can use direct democracy effectively in California, I do want to bring up again uh, Proposition 1. And uh, under Proposition 1, this will, as a state constitutional amendment put on the ballot by the California Democrat-controlled legislature, that will legalize and authorize unrestricted late-term abortions all the way up until the moment of birth, and you can just read the language for yourself. The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse uh, contraceptives. Of course, contraceptives are not an issue, but, but they through that, they just threw that in anyways. And if you just read that language, about 70% of the people say they support it, but if you ask a little deeper questions, only thirteen percent of Californians, even in California, support unrestricted, unlimited abortion up to the moment of birth. And it's our job if uh to educate Californians if that's what proposition means. I understand, Mike, you got some uh you have some thoughts on Prop One.
1: I do. And let's understand a couple things here. One, because the state legislature, which is a supermajority, back to that power why direct democracy was designed to begin with, right? Even they can't do certain things within the so they have to put they have the right to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot by voting that. That's why prop one's on the ballot. And I don't want to get into a numbering thing here because that's longer than the time we have left. But here's the reality of it, right? The super majority, the legislature, the state senate, the eight elected officials of which our side has none. Since there's no opposition, right? They really like to make look. Let's cut through the garbage—a polite word for something else. i not going on the air, okay? The garbage is this: abortion is already legal in California. Okay, I get it that the left always wants to push the envelope, but why are they wasting the time and energy to do this? Because these social issues which they put forth, which attract the attention of the left driven mainstream press, make us focus on that instead of focusing on things we should be talking about. Water. Power. Unless you own a tent company, you're probably not for the homeless. Again, it goes back to the lobbyists and consultants who say, don't pay attention to the things like gas prices, which affect your everyday life. Let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about transphobia. Let's talk about a lot of things that the reality is don't affect people across California. So what the Democrats are really good at doing, and again, when I say the Democrats, people listening to this, the average Californian has certain beliefs set, God bless them. But at the end of the day, they don't want to pay seven fifty dollars buck a gallon for gas. No person in their right mind does. And they don't, they're just not getting their basic needs solved. But they believe because they've been pounded into them by the market machine, which the Democrats use well and the Republicans don't, which is how we got the recall on the ballot and how you need to drive direct democracy. I'm coming back to the white light, Greg. Don't worry. Um, Is that they use a marketing machine to pay attention to this shiny object over here that if you indeed don't vote... For what uh, the ideology that we're putting forth. Don't worry about the fine print, Greg. Don't just, you've got to vote with us. And I know they're running out of water, but you can go thirsty another two years. Greg, you could probably go without food for just a little bit. Because if you don't vote for Proposition One for that allow late term abortions, do you know what those evil Republicans are going to do? Let's cut through the garbage. The shiny objects that the Democrats put forth are about ideology, not practicality. And I like to focus when I talk to folks like you on practical steps that the average citizen can do to combat these things. You asked about volunteer efforts and driving direct democracy, about school choice, why didn't it make it? There were 36 initiatives that didn't make it this time. Because when you put that many initiatives out there and try to raise like a billion dollars, it's just not going to happen. The Democrats in the state have large liberal limousine donors, limousine liberals as we call them. What we did in the recall and what anybody can do, I'm going to let you in some secret sauce here. Don't tell anybody. Got it? Yeah. Well, we,
2: just, just both of our listeners.
1: Yeah. We set up Facebook groups per county, which we still have today. We've got 171,000 people to at least get the word out that we're doing something. We used email. And for everybody out there listening to this, right, that email is so inexpensive, and all the consultants like to sell data. We've got to sell you. We've got really good data. Anybody? Do you know how much? Remember, we started with a thousand dollars. Do you know how much it took us, cost us, to get all twenty-two million records from the state of California? Not much. What do you think,
2: Greg? Uh,
1: I don't know. Hundred dollars? Fifty dollars? Well, you're a little bit high, but you're close. A box of sneakers, to you? 30 bucks. We have that kind of money. It's a really big data file. And from that, we were able to extract about 5 million emails that are in file that we have the right and found a way to execute to touch those people. Now, for everybody out there who says you must have paid petitioners at a cost of 10 to $15 per signature, You can email and get an average rate of 10 to 15% return at about a penny a piece, a lot cheaper than the 2 to 4% return, okay, that you get at two bucks a piece for using hard mail. And before anybody goes out there, you're a genius. No, that's kind of the way most of the marketing world works, which is why you get emails on your bad decisions and less and less hard mail about them. So anybody can activate these things, but the trouble is the reason there's less volunteer efforts in California than you'd like to see is because these political consultants come along on the right and the left They say, well, back in the Nixon and the Reagan years on our side, I'm like, you know, they're both kind of passed on and, you know, we didn't have computers back in the Nixon years. So the methods don't quite work the same. And I don't have time to do a whole marketing and branding class today, but we simply applied modern marketing techniques to politics. So for everybody out there, the crux of this story on this show is this. You have the ability to participate in a movement called direct democracy that gives people specific things to do. I go to so many groups that are not like the groups that you run, right? There's millions of fractionalized groups. They're they're like, well, you know, we're against this. So what are we going to do? We're going to meet each month and bitch about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Um, do you have anything in mind? Well, we're planning dessert for next month, and we're going to be complaining about it again. And by the way, are you talking to anybody else besides the 40 people that you're meeting? Well, no, because we don't like to let them in because somebody might be spying on us. Well, I hope they are, okay? Because if they're spying on you, they might learn you're running out of water. We're running out of electricity. There are things specifically we can do in direct democracy that give people specific action to help candidates and help drive our values and common sense things on.
2: Have you decided? And maybe you and be willing to, to tell us here today is what you're doing next. Are, what, do you have another initiative in mind? Another constitution? Do you have a constitutional amendment in mind. Um, I like think you've mentioned water several times and certainly there's that that's something. Election integrity, school choice would be, would be my three top priority things that I'd like to see on the ballot.
1: I think you picked probably the top three that we're looking at. I think an important thing to understand is, to to what you started to show off, democracy or being a good citizen is a 365 a day, every year job, right? So what we're doing right now is we're pushing as hard as we can to get as many candidates elected. After the election is over, we will be announcing what we're doing next. But I'm going to tell everybody out there, listen to our experience. If you don't, you end up with another failed Gascon recall and a consultant on a yacht driving a Lamborghini and I'm simply not going to stand for that. It's my state. RebuildCalifornia.com are 70,000 volunteers strong, but it's our state and I plan on staying and not moving and the liberals can go as far as they can get, but I ain't going to Tennessee. So stay tuned for what we're doing next.
2: We will do so, and appreciate, one, being on the show today, and two, uh, everything you're doing for the cause. Look forward to what you will be doing in your next initiative, and we will certainly try to support any of those three initiatives, or all of them, uh, to the best of our ability. And
0: tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Plant Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590 to answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, Or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank. Now may be the perfect time to do a cash out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 640 2020.